Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, and welcome back to the Vocal Report Extra Podcast. Uh, this week, it is Charlton. We seem to be playing teams... Uh, quite frequently, don't we? I've only just kind of, I was going to say recovered from Blackpool, but it's not really a recovery. I didn't have to drink that much, but it was a good day out. And then I think since we last spoke, we also drew with Shrewsbury. But things are looking good. Things are going quite nice this season, aren't they, as I was just saying. And I've got Nathan back from Charlton Live, who was with us right at the beginning of the season. So we've got a bit of catching up to do, but Nathan, how are you? Are you well? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, probably just like you, just getting used to the uh, topsy-turvy of League One. But um, yeah, like you say, it's been a while. I mean, I can still remember going up to obviously uh, Stadium of Light and and obviously coming away from that quite um, quite pleased, really, <laughs> considering we lost. But um, yeah, it's obviously all change. Um, and obviously you guys are up there, which, you know, was an inevitable. And there was nothing for you lot to worry about, was there? <laughs> Told you no. it'd be fine, apart from Walsall. That was, that was the only one, wasn't it? But um, yeah, I think you guys are doing fine as as expected. And I was I was listening back to like because the first extra podcast with if anyone's new to this was was with you Nathan this season, not the first mm. official, but first one this season. And, but one thing I was listening back to um, was how kind of unsure you were about how your season was going to go, and. I mean, people forget how kind of big that game was with Gooch going the last minute and what that what that did to the club as a whole. But Charlton, in my opinion, probably the best side we've had at the stadium this season and you've done quite well. It's not a surprise mm. for me that you're up there. So how's the season been? Yeah, I mean, obviously going back to obviously the first game, um, we didn't ha- hardly have any players. And uh, I, think we only, I think we only had five subs, I think. And, uh, and they were all like, you know, under the age of 19 or something. And... I think uh, uh, George Lapsley came in for his his first start. I think it was. I could be wrong there. And um, we st- we started really brightly and got you know the, the got you know Taylor got a penalty. And I mean after that, I mean we could only make one sub, which was obviously Naby Sarr coming on towards the end. But I mean I felt sorry for the lads because they actually put on a performance, which you know, I think we all we went up there and you know, thought we were going to get battered, you know, even though the season before um, didn't work out, you know, obviously when I've just recently finished the, obviously the Netflix stuff. So, 
Um, yeah. And that first, and when you think of that first goal, um, you, you might have been dreaded the worst. But I mean, you done well when obviously since when Magic got their first goal, uh, the equaliser. Um, you obviously within the ascendancy. But I mean, yes, I mean this season we went through a stage which we've we just. We went through a stage of we was doing where it was ticking over fine, and then we went won like eight in ten games or something like that recently, and we only lost uh, on our Boxing Day, um, and on Saturday just gone against Barnsley. Um, but before that, we haven't we, we had a couple of silly results like the Rochdales away and that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, Bowie's been doing absolute miracles. I mean, I think we've got about nine injuries at the moment, so we're struggling to put put a midfield together in the last uh, God knows how many weeks. Because but the, I think Bowie's alluded to it. What what we're struggling with at the moment is we're not getting knocks and someone being out for one or two games. We're getting injuries of eight to ten to twelve weeks. But they're to key players, um, so I mean, yeah. Both when Josh Cullen got injured against Walsall in November or October, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think quite a lot of us envisaged just to go down to sort of tenth, twelfth in the league. But I mean, Bowie's just done an absolutely amazing job, and no, we're still in touching distance going into the window. When it comes to the way you've played, I think I remember that you didn't have many subs. I, I think if we remember at the time, you had obviously you weren't too sure what was happening with the takeover. And I think I think Lee Boyer was actually not the official manager at that point, was he? No, he, no, he wasn't. And um, I mean, the, there's some rumblings around at the moment about the takeover now, but it's just been gone going really. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's, he, he's done amazing. You know, it, it's hard to sort of explaining you know for someone to anyone who doesn't really follow Cholton week in week <clears> out and you know has as in, of how we play uh, the key positions I know we've obviously got Grant and Taylor up front which is great um, but that midfield the midfield pieces we just seem to be you know we'll get someone back and then someone will be out for three months I mean you know we had uh, Veta Kaley and Josh Cullen both pick up dislocated shoulders in the same game um, and they're out for 12 weeks. And it's like, you hardly get one in a season, let alone two in the same game on the, of the same injury. Yeah. But, I mean, it, that's, the, that's the luck we're having at the moment. But, you know, we're not one of those teams um, to sit there and blame results on it. Um, it is hard. And we're, I mean, yesterday, I can't, I've lost track of days. Where are we now? A second, yesterday. Uh, Wednesday. Yeah, so we Wednesday? played Walsall. Yeah, so we played Walsall yesterday and had to play, you know, uh, give player left back and a central midfielder who who's really young so um i mean it's just one of those things really that you just, the luck's not really going for us at the moment and yet taken away from all that you you've done really really well and i think again it was it's not that surprising for me or probably many Sunderland fans because obviously Lyle Taylor was really impressive at the start of the season we wanted him he's continued to do well but also your performance at the Stadium Light, which I kind of want to take you back to a little bit because mm-hmm. we, we're always going to remember that game as how huge and how massive it was, and mainly because of how late the winner was, the way the game went. It really kind of set out our store for the season. But how was that from a Charlton perspective, i.e. like how you felt about the game, but also what was it like to be part of that game but on the opposite side? Yeah, I mean, obviously at the time, um, I mean, on the train up on the Friday, um, I wasn't really looking forward to it, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then obviously we get there and then, you, you you know, you embrace the atmosphere and obviously you're up in the gods. 
like you are with the other side down the road up in the gods. But um, I remember it was really hot. Um, and then, yeah, I, mean, I remember the first, the, the first sort of 15 minutes, it surprised me a little bit because I thought we would have been, you know, be a, in our shells a little bit. But obviously, Bowie sort of went at them and, you know, we, we showed a bit of bravery on the ball, which I was very surprised to see. Um, and then obviously we went ahead. I, I mean, knowing that we weren't going to be able to make any changes because they're all just academy players on the bench. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's. I know everyone will say, you know, you've got to give kids a go at, at some stage. Of course you have. But I think when you're going to the stadium a lot, when there's 30 or 1,000 people and you're shoving someone on at the age of 17, 18 and say, yeah, see this game out for us, it's a bit harsh. But, yeah. Uh, but no, I think you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was absolutely gutted when the second one when the second one went in. But in hindsight, you know, we probably wasn't ex- expecting to come away with anything, personally. Um, and it was just a night. It, I think it like it then it did for you. It set your stall. I think it made us realise and go. You know what? We haven't got you know a massive budget as some teams in this division, but we know that we can compete and and. Uh, Bo, you know, Bowie always set his team up to give 110% regardless of who's there. And there's been games where we haven't been the best side, but that, that determination has obviously pulled us through. And I think without doubt you're there or thereabouts. I, I wrote something the other day, which hasn't gone up just yet. It might be up by, by the time this is released, but it was about the key five key games that we have. And I think two of them related towards you. Um, obviously, the game on Saturday is huge because that, that's actually technically one of our games in hand, although it's, it's not officially because I think Portsmouth and Luton are both in the cup. Yeah. So we could make up a bit of ground on Luton and Portsmouth on Saturday with a win. Um, but also on top of that, there was, when we play Coventry is the week that you play Luton. So I've got I've got Charlton, Luton, Sunderland, Portsmouth as the four teams going for it, I think. We've yeah. stood out really, really far. But I think the big thing for me with Charlton, from what I've seen, is you haven't just got one striker that can put the ball in the back of the net. You've got two. How good's Lyle Taylor been? Uh, Lyle's been uh, uh, amazing, in short. Uh, I think as well, I think what, I mean, obviously on the, when you first look at it as an outsider, you'll just say, yeah, he scores the goals, which is great. But he's built up play, his physical presence, his intelligence as a football player in this league. Is absolutely pivotal, and I think Carlin Grant, yeah, he's he's the, the rapid one, you know, he's the really quick one and the nippy one. Yeah, uh, but Lyle, you know, he'll, you know, like on Saturday we were under the co- uh, yesterday we were under the cosh against Walsall. He'll win, f- you know, we, he'll buy free kicks, not by diving like you know the other team down the road do in Zaha, but you know you've got <laughs> <laughs> you've, you know, he'll win the free kicks by being clever, by being a clever forward, and yeah. There's the, he he's very good and he's he wears his heart on his sleeve. He he tracks back. He runs back. He'll run fifty yards and make a slight tackle. And that's the thing that we've missed in recent recent I'd say recent years. We've not had that that grit. Um, and he you know it's you know I he sort of any bow bow your side you'll have someone like Lyle Taylor in there. So yeah, like you say, you've got two two players who are getting you know goals and. They are setting up each other as well, which at the beginning of the season, there was a game up at Naquinton where both of them were being quite selfish um, because they were quite, you know, they were still a new partnership, but they seem to be gelling very well now. And um, But, we, you know, we just need to try and help them out in other areas of the pitch. And I think that 
I was talking about League One teams the other day, and it was like it's sometimes it feels different to the championship because in the championship, the bottom team can beat the top team for now, and no one blinks an eye. I think League One has a little bit more structure to it in terms of there's teams at the top do well. And, and what I've noticed is that the best teams in the league seem to have a centre forward. So, do you think that Lyle Taylor's changed your? changed your prospects or has it been more of a I mean it's always a team effort don't get me wrong but having a centre forward that can put the ball in the back of the net and bring other people into the game as you kind of alluded to before as well can make all the difference can't it oh yeah 100% I mean last year we had um, we had a striker called Josh McGuinness who's now at Bolton um, who you know don't get me wrong tries hard for the team like you say works hard but he's never going to get you 15-20 goals yeah you know, he, he, he'd str- you know not struggle but he'd barely just go into the 10 11 not you know 9 10 11 which isn't any fault of his own um but, but I also thought in fairness to Josh McGuinness um we we when we had Carl Robinson here you know he was stubborn and playing one up top two wingers either side and it wasn't working uh, whereas Boya tends to do the 442 diamond sometimes the 352 but having two up front in your you know you, you usually come across two center halves in League One, having Taylor and Grant, you give them to you give them to think about. And I think obviously, just going back briefly onto the first game, I think it was it might have been Ozturk, I think it was caught out for the penalty, <laughs> any, or was it Leuven's? Can't remember. It, it was actually it was actually um, Chris Maguire who gave the penalty. Oh, really? oh yeah, because he came yeah, across, didn't he? He did. But I mean, I think the performance of of Ozturk and Leuven's is not really a surprise that they don't really no, get yeah. in the team anymore. Yeah, I'm not because I know there was one of them that weren't too. I don't think it was that. It was his that was it his debut. The <laughs> yeah, but, they, but they then I thought that I remember you bought uh, Jack Baldwin, but I don't know if he yeah. did very regularly. But I used to I used to think he was quite good at Peterborough. But um, but yeah, I mean, you when you play two up top, you're always going to cause problems, and I think sometimes some defenders don't really know how to handle Lyle Taylor because he can drop, he can go on the last man, he's powerful, he can play to his back to goal. He'll go in the channel, so he's he's quite hard to sort of pin down, so you, so to speak. So I think he's the most fouled player in the, or fouled, definitely most fouled forward in the league. I think it was I saw that the other day, but um, yeah, he's he has changed the team. He's changed the dynamic of the team for sure. Yeah, I mean he he does look. I mean we saw him opening game of the season. I haven't obviously seen him too much since, but it doesn't really surprise me that he annoyingly has kicked on. Um, it's kind of a part of you that you don't want him to because he turned us down. But mm. I think obviously the boys got him. Um, and I think I, rem- I remember telling you um, really weirdly when he played for Falkirk, I-, I served him at my old job and had no idea who he was. I really? asked him about his accent. Yeah, yeah. Asked him about his accent and he was like, oh yeah, I'm just up playing for Falkirk. And I was just like, oh, all right, cool, no problem. And then next thing I know, someone will link to him. Little little does he know I know what his skincare routine is because he used to work with bath bombs. So there you go. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> random story. He was in with his missus. I was going to say, he, was, he does look after himself, it seems. He seems quite well, uh, quite fresh-faced. He was severely worried about his acne, if I remember correctly. And I was just oh, like, really? mate, you've got none. You're absolutely sound. You're six foot four. You've got, you, you know, you've got a, a good-looking woman there. You're fine. Don't don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I did manage to sell him a, a, a bag of tricks, shall we say. So it was all right in the end <laughs> from a manager's perspective. But... Anyway, another story for another day. Um, so Charlton have yeah. done really well. And I am actually quite worried about Saturday. I think 
Um, I don't know. Charlton are just one of those teams that I've watched and I've thought have been quite handy. I've watched Portsmouth and I understand why they're top. And obviously they beat us, but I thought we were probably the better side until Leuven's got their red card and give the penalty yeah. away. Luton, uh, we played very early in the season. Um, but when I have managed to catch Charlton, you, you have looked quite good. You mentioned about being nervous at the mm. start of the season and thought, well, not nervous, like you, you didn't feel you were going to get anything from it. Mm. Whereas we're now, what, five months down the line, you're fourth, we're third with two games in hand on second. Are you feeling a little bit more confident about Saturday? Or do, you, do you feel like there's more of a... It, it's a bigger game than the start of the season, isn't it? Because we're both going for it now. Yeah, I mean, if, obviously I feel obviously a lot more confident. I did at the start of the season, yes. But at the same time, the the, the amount of injuries that we're getting now, it's starting to tell. And I think, um, I mean, we were tuning up within 10 minutes yesterday against Walsall and literally played them off the park. They couldn't get anywhere near us. But then we start, you know, you can't maintain that. And us, we looked a little bit leggy. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we could, because Bo, you can't change it around. You know, he's had to play more or less the same team four times in ten days, um, and obviously we've got, you know, Jason Pierce is injured now for Saturday, which is is a captain is an absolute massive miss for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm obviously I'm a lot happier than I was, um, but I'm 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 not, I'm not wouldn't say I'm still excited. I think the I've, I don't know if you've seen the news who we might be getting in before Saturday, which is quite ironic. <laughs> I heard there's a couple of signings that are due, but I didn't see who. But I did see Boyeth saying he expects a couple in before the match. Who who is that? Well, one of one of them um, is a left back, but we don't. There's rumours who it is, but I don't really know if it's right or not. And then there was mm-hmm. another guy. There was a midfielder who was in the stands on yesterday, who Bowyer um, said that he spoke to last week, and it's actually he was Johnny Williams, who was obviously at some. Oh, interesting. So, so he was at the game yesterday. Um, whether or not that gets over the line before Saturday, I don't know, but that'll be interesting if it is. Yeah, uh, because obviously, again, watching the net, you know, the 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 Netflix things, it was he seemed like a nice nice chap, you know. And... Who were Johnny Williams? Yeah, everyone everyone loved him after that. The poor little bastard. Um, <laughs> like because he's you know with Johnny Williams is a I didn't realize it was Johnny Williams um, who you're linked to in it and. Uh, you know what? Johnny Williams was never that bad for us. He came during a horrific season, but mm. you could see there was something there. But he was just, every time anybody touched him, he was injured. So if you've got injury problems, I'll be honest with you, if he can keep him fit, brilliant. But if you keep Johnny Williams fit, then I'd be very surprised. But if he does play, that that is a little bit of a worry for us because he, he is he's better than this standard. Oh, yeah, he's... 100%. Yeah. But like you say, if, if he stays fit, but I mean, we've got an injury crisis at the moment. We've got eight or nine people out. Um, I mean, just for example, the, the 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 luck we had. So we had the the dislocated shoulders, and then we had George Lapsley, the little blonde one who played the young kid in the middle against you guys. He came on, you know, when we beat Portsmouth at Fratton Park two one. You know, yeah. but he got concussion, so he's out for seven days. Um, then he came on against Coventry on Boxing Day, and within four minutes. Clash of heads, claret all down the face, and he's out. For, he's out for concussion again. So it's like it's unbelievable the amount of luck we're having at the moment. But yeah, like you say, if, if you can keep Johnny Williams fit, um, I think he is You've a good player. This league, but this yeah, but yeah, really it's fair. like he's, he's never really consistently played. And I know his contract's up in June, 
But I, I can understand why Palace probably won't want to renew the contract, but they're probably not going to get any mileage out of him. So I think it's a big loan for him if it does come off. He was at the game. You know, it's not signed, sealed, delivered yet, but it's a sign. Um, and then obviously today we've just been, uh, there's little rumours going around, you know, the silly ones that happen. You've got ones of Chooks and Nike from MK Dons. Um, so, I mean, listen, I, I just take them with a pinch of salt, really, because you'll always have some kid in his bedroom make up rumours, wouldn't you? But the Johnny yeah. William one, Williams one does seem like there has legs in it because he was at the game and he wouldn't really be coming to Trump just for just to watch us, I'm pretty sure. Not as a Palace player, definitely not. Exactly. Um, and, and the thing is, injuries are affecting you even when they're not your own injuries because Villa's mm. goalkeeper got injured and your goalkeeper oh. got sent back, didn't he? So there was another thing that's been affected. Well, yeah. So obviously Jed played against um, Barnsley on the Saturday and then on the Sunday uh, morning, Dean Smith called Bo Bowyer and said, um, obviously Nyland, he's out for the season, I think, and um, they're calling Jed back, which, you know, at the end of the day, this is the problem you have with loans. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I thought Steer did bring, bring something to our team. Um, but we have got, uh, you know, Dylan Phillips, who played in the game against you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he's able, but I think, you know, he's improved as a goalie. But like you say, they're just the things that are going against us. And, you know, it's just a bit annoying because Villa have just signed a brand new goalkeeper which they, I think they signed, uh, I think went through today, or no, went through yesterday, but he wasn't registered in time to play against um, QPR yesterday. So it, it's going to be a bit annoying now if they then just put Steer on the bench for the rest of the season because it's like, well, surely you could have played someone for one game, but it remains to be seen. But like, exactly, it's, it's those little things at the moment. It's just like we're not getting just someone with a dead leg. You know, I think we'd we'd be happy with someone to get a dead leg and be out for one game. But at the moment, it's like he's either getting recalled or, you know, next thing I was expecting, when Arsenal were going through a centre-back crisis, I was expecting them to recall Christian Billick. I was like, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. But listen, I mean, it's part and part, part of the game, but um, it's just a bit, it's a bit hard to take because we had a small squad as it was. And obviously, when they start hitting, but we all, you know, everyone knows the issue of where, where you know, where the responsibility of that lies with um, in terms of the club. But it is what it is, in the famous words of what Bowie says. It's funny when you look through the team and the appearances that your players have made, pretty much the only players that have stayed fit is, is your right back, Chris Solly, and you've got your two centre forwards. The rest are all. 11, 15 games and there's, we've played what, 20, 22, 23, 24 um, yeah. there's literally only a centre forwards and you're right back that have played every game That's exactly, exactly. And, and Chris Solly has made the most appearances this season um, and you know he's had troubles with his knee but obviously he's kept fit this year um, but this is what I mean we've not really had a settled team we, we'll play like two games and then someone will be out and then we'll have to reshuffle and then someone will be suspended, and then we'll have to reshuffle. It's, I don't think we've been able. It'd be interesting to see how many games we've had for the same starting lineup. And I don't. It's not because Bo, you know, has has a well, you know, a depth of uh, of players to choose from. It's just that they're in, you know, they're in force sometimes, and um, that's why I think that where we are, it's it's incredible how where we are, where we are, because I think again, I mean, I'm trying to think of the midfield we played against you for the first game. I would imagine it was Marshall, Lapsley, Prattley and 
I'm trying to think. I remember, I remember Prattley played. I do remember Pratt, Prattley yeah, played. Pratt, oh, Marshall must have been a wing back. So that's what I mean. So because we, I don't think at the time we, I don't think we had Billick. I don't. We definitely didn't have Josh Cullen because Prattley wouldn't been playing. I've, did Did um, Rebo play? A Rebo, and that was it. Yeah. So yeah, we've just lost a Rebo for six weeks. He's been absolutely sensational this year. Um, constant injuries. Then I mean, but that that must that that must be a good thing because I mean I. Obviously, I, I tried to do my research um, before I do these, and I think mm-hmm. I don't know why Charlton are just one of those teams that I just know a little bit more about. Possibly because I was a '90s kid, pretty much growing up. So yeah, the team I, I I seem to know more about than maybe AFC Wimbledon, for example. But um, I think you see, use a team that you know right above our asses, and we've got to be watching our back with teams yeah. like Charlton and stuff like that. And it's um, so you you've got to have that. I suppose that wonder that if you'd kept a settled fit team constantly, that you could be pushing Luton, Sunderland, Portsmouth more than you already are, though. That must be quite frustrating. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, that is frustrating. So I think if you look, I mean, most of the injuries have been in the midfield area, um, which because Barrier plays a diamond formation, all of them are really central. We don't yeah. really have, you know, many out and out wingers apart from maybe like Mark Marshall or. Even Tariq Fosu would it always cut in, but I mean the the main three you'd have would be Jairibo, Josh Cullen, and possibly uh, Ben Reeves and Christian Billick, and obviously three of those are injured. Um, and then obviously you go to the ones below that. You've got Lapsley who's injured, um, Prattley is well, Darren Prattley's Prattley, um, and then yeah, so it's it's just frustrating that that's what I mean. Like you say, if we had a settled side, it's. It is if some butts, isn't it? But um, for all we know, we could have had a fully fit squad all year and be 10th for all we know. Yeah. But it would have been nice just to have a, a settled side because when we're on our game, I mean, the game we played against Barnsley at home, we like it was similar to when we played you. I was nervous. And, you know, we, we absolutely battered them at home. Um, but, I mean, for me, the best team that we've played so far on the ball is definitely Luton. By country mile. Um, How did he get on against Luton? We drew two-two last minute at Kenilworth that, Road. That's right, and that was only yeah. two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, you know, their, their home record—they scored in every single home game in 2018. It's yeah. the, I mean, and then I don't. Um, I think they did. Did they score? I think they did score on New Year's Day. I think they got a equal. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, I think they um, did. Yeah, yeah. So the, I mean, the, I mean, but they're the same. They have a diamond formation. Um, but again, they have a small squad, but they have they have had more or less to say a, a settled side, and you can see that. And Portsmouth have a settled side, but you can see they have a different way of playing. They're a bit more physical, a bit more direct. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, it'd be nice, you know, to see um, uh, to have a settled side. And you know, injuries are part of the game. Listen, you know, don't get me wrong; it does. And I'm not sitting here moping about injuries because everyone has them. Um, it's just they're all in the same blooming position. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, this one's like, like I said, you just want someone with a broken finger or something. Do you know what I mean? Instead of having, yeah, you know, like <laughs> strain or it's like, oh, here we go. It's every week. So I mean, I think I don't. I think a couple of them went off injured yesterday. So I don't know. I just think Bo's just got to try and patch him up. Unless he, you know, unless Bo gets ready and puts a shirt on. It's the only yeah, thing he's... I can think of. Put him in the middle. He's probably going to be more fit than uh, Johnny Williams will be if you get Johnny yeah. Williams in the morning. I feel kind know. of bad. It'd I feel bad that I've if, criticised him. It'd be funny <laughs> you having a game with Blooming Bowie and Catamull in the middle, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Is he still fit, Catamull? Is he still... Yeah, he's... Um, he still, still there in, in the front of it all? 
didn't didn't play in the the opening game of the season, and I think no. it was I think it was pretty much expected that he was going to go, but but he didn't, and he's he's. Um, he had a really good start of the season once he got on the team. He was actually scoring goals, which is quite weird for Lee Catamore, to be <laughs> honest. Um, and ev- everyone loves cats, if we're honest with each other. Everyone loves cats because cats. Um, he's looked a bit rusty since he came back. That That's the thing with Catamore. He seems to... Sometimes he'll hit a bit of form and then he'll get an injury and he just every injury, like... Seem his legs seem to get worse. And I'll get shot for saying that because you can't criticise Lee Catamore sometimes, but... Um, he has played well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if him and Max Power is the right midfield. For me, mm. it would be Honeyman deep with um, with with Max Power. But, I mean, if Katz was just a bit faster, it would be all yeah, right. Yeah, just a bit more agile, maybe. Yeah, just, I mean, he's had a lot of injuries in his 10 years that he's been here, and each injury seems to just make him that little bit slow, and it takes him four or five games to get back from each injury and then he seems to get another one and it's it's frustrating but like uh, yeah you know what a lovely catamore who, who yeah. doesn't how can you not lovely catamore you know, <laughs> just... I know probably a few teams that probably don't yeah one or two one or two <laughs> you love you love him if you're us I guess but um but he's actually oh come to think of it I'm saying I'm talking about catamore he's suspended for Saturday oh that's good then He's suspended. He got his 10th uh, yellow card of the season There's yesterday. So he's out for Charlton and Luton at home. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. shit. I forgot about that. So it depends if Honeyman's fit, which I, I wouldn't, I, w- I don't mind if Honeyman's fit. But we started the season against Charlton with a, a midfield that's never appeared again for us in the middle of the Did you have Mikiok? No, we had, um, we had 16 year old Barley Mumba. Oh, that was it. Barley Mumba, yeah. And uh, Luke Nyan. Oh, oh yeah, and O'Nian took went off at half time. We brought Sinclair on, went two up top. Oh, but O'Nian, yeah. O'Nian has done really well. Actually, never really reappeared um, for ages, and then he sort of came on as sub and scored a couple of goals. But he's actually filling in at right back for us at the minute, and he's he's done all right. Um, but in the midfield, you'll if Honeyman's fit, which I don't know if he will be, it'll be Max Power and McGeoch probably actually on Saturday. Yeah. Um, McGeoch I'm not the biggest fan of but I'm prepared to be proven wrong um, then, you put, you'll have three in front of them two I assume and imagine up top on his own I would assume well if we go by what we did yesterday actually we changed stuff up a little bit yesterday um, we had obviously in goal you're going to have McLaughlin right back you'll have O'Nine you'll have Baldwin and Flanagan at centre half uh, Rhys James will be at left back I'd imagine you'd have McGeoch and Power sitting then you'd have McGeady, who's absolutely on fire, and he's just so good at this level. Yeah. Um, alongside, uh, on on the right, you'll have Gucci, and they'll be switching over a bit. But we actually played Charlie White up front uh, yesterday. He was at the Batman Ram, and Magic kind of dropped into the number 10 role, and it actually oh, okay. really worked. It really worked. Like, Magic, he just... He saw so much more of the ball because White was just like a battering ram. And, um, I suppose he can he can pick the ball up and run at players in, I suppose, can't he? Yeah. Um, so I, think and, I only found out the other day when mm-hmm. I was watching your um, your Netflix thing that Josh Madger is actually from around near Cholton. Yeah, he's um, we he, I think he was at Fulham when he was a kid. Yeah, he came because where we where where I live, you've got Fulham quite quite a lot pick up quite a lot of young players. Um, and so, yeah, I only really, I only really, because I was, I, 
I was wondering. I wonder if like if they if he come through the sort of the Sunderland youth. Then I looked it up. I was like, oh, geez, from blooming Greenwich or where wherever he's from. Yeah. But, but um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, Magic's going to be obviously a threat wherever. But um, I could. I think there's be quite a few goals on Saturday. I really do. Could be quite interesting the the Magic situation on Saturday because he his contract's up in six months and oh really. Gucci's contract was up in six months and, and those were the two players we were trying to tie down and they both had offers and Gucci signed his on New Year's Day. I think it was New Year's Day. Yeah, New Year's Day. Um, so he's tied down for three years, which is great. And I think that was kind of expected. Um, Madge has kind of been sitting on his offer for about four or five weeks. And uh. just before, just after the Shrewsbury game, uh, Jack Ross was asked about his contract situation um, of both him and Gooch and he said I expect Gooch to sign we've told Josh Madger he's got a week to make his mind up and that week ends Friday before the match on Saturday um, but I'm I'm of the opinion of even if he turns down the contract I don't think we should cash in on him I think it's more important we get promoted and if we lose him on a free we lose him on a free it, oh, well, it is I what think, it is yeah but I think if you, I think if you guys get promoted he'll probably sign for you anyway um, I can't think. I can't see him going to the, or him getting any game time at a Premiership club. He could possibly go to another Championship club, maybe. But surely he'd probably rather stay. If you guys go up, surely he'd stay with you, wouldn't he? That's what I would do. But, I think it'd be the wrong decision for him to move. He's just turned twenty. Uh, yeah. He's, he's yes, he's had a good six months. He could have another good six months and score thirty goals, get promotion, have something on his CV then look to do well in the championship. And in the championship, there's still not that many clubs in the championship can pull in 30, 35,000. And if we start doing well, as you've seen against Bradford, we'll pull in 40,000 on a weekly basis. That's quite easy to do. And who wouldn't want that? Um, I think Cardiff is supposed to be interested in him, but uh, it's Cardiff. No. You won't go there for long ball, would you? Like I mean, Neil Warnock. What is he gonna? I mean, you know what? I quite like Neil Warnock, but is he really going to improve him the way Jack Ross would? Uh, uh, no. And I'm not saying Jack Ross is better than Warnock. Warnock's got a far superior record, but I just feel like Neil Warnock wouldn't develop him the same way he's getting developed here right now. Yeah, I've, I've, to be fair, I think Magic, you're probably likely to stay, keep him, but I think he's probably thinking, you know, if there is a possibility that you only get the playoffs and then you don't go up. At least he's got an option then of going to the championship if there's someone knocking about. But I think the end. I think his end game probably will be hoping that you go up and then you, he'll stay with you guys, obviously. But I mean, we don't know, do we? But it'll be interesting, like you say, on Saturday if he's not in the squad. Um, yeah, sure. I hope. I hope come what may, he keeps him at least until the, the end of the season. Then we go from there. But um, yeah, you mentioned before. See, I wanted to. I normally ask, you know, which players you'd look out for and stuff, but I think we've kind of covered that in our own little way. But yeah. um, you mentioned you've been watching the Netflix series. How yeah. did how did that come across to a Charlton fan? Opposite end of the country, probably understand a little bit what we went through. Charlton's had similar, but did, did you enjoy it? Um, do you know what? It was, it was a bit surreal. I mean, so I was just flicking along Netflix as you do anyway, and, and I saw this Sunderland Till I Die thing, and I was like, oh, what the hell's this? <laughs> and then anyway, and then anyway, I saw see saw it, and I thought, well, do you know what? It would actually be because I think if you if it was like, um, you know, you, you it wasn't that you went down from the Premiership and then straight down again. It was it was in the manner of like you was always down there. So I was I said, well, I'll give it a watch. I'll give it a couple of 
like episodes. Obviously, I was watching some of it up onto the train up at um, on the way up to Barnsley on Saturday and stuff. And do you know what? It was just actually quite. I mean, the first sort of four episodes, it was quite sad, really. Um, yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. It, it's what what I realised is. You know, I mean, everyone, you know, I'm passionate about Charlton and all the Charlton fans love Charlton to bits, blah, blah, blah. But it it does, it is very different from support. Well, to me, it comes across as being very different when you support in a team like Charlton in London, which, like I say, everyone, I love going Charlton. I, you know, I love it to death. But then when you go up to sort of like the lights of Sunderland and sort of Borough and Newcastle, this, it's like the central point of the whole of the whole city. Um, And it's like the be all and end all of a Saturday. Um, Whereas I think if you go, so in London, I can come out of a game and we'll lose and I'll be gutted, but then I can go up to like the West end and do all this, that and the other. Whereas when you're in Sunderland and you lose in Sunderland, you're still in Sunderland and you can't really get away from it. Do you know what I mean? And it was, it really resonated to me that. And watching you know they were interviewing the fans all along and you know I actually felt I actually felt really sorry for like for everyone who was there and I was like oh, it must be horrible and like you say we've been through some stuff as well but just watching it was at points it was really uncomfortable to watch just to think like how you know you had the Q&A with Martin Bain uh is it Martin Bain or so yeah Martin yeah. Bain yeah you know and to be fair I you know I don't know the fella and he seemed a bit What's the word? A dick. He seemed a bit <laughs> arrogant. Do you know? He he, yeah. he come across as that he was caring, but it just seemed like no. I'm the big man, and you know, what I mean, it didn't really. I don't know. It was weird, and I just felt sorry for everyone. Great for um, the cameras, wasn't he? I felt he was. Yeah, great for the cameras. Yeah, I think he he was a good he was a good actor. I'm not saying yeah, he didn't care. of course I'm not saying that, but um, yeah, I just you know I felt for everyone, and it was just like. You you know you'd go you know you have that game against I think was it Brent uh, Middlesbrough or something or well you won three yeah. nil or something oh it was, um, it was Derby we won oh Derby four. that's it yeah and it was like it, it was insane and then it, you go up there and then you go down again and it was just and then I felt sorry for Coleman um, and yeah, I didn't me. know it was interesting watching it about the Lewis Graven situation as well. Um, yeah, that really annoyed me actually because I I quite like grabbing. I thought, oh, you know, yeah. everyone had a goal, he scored goals, and mm. Coleman decided not to have him. And then when he, he was laughing about scoring, I just my immediate thought was, what a prick. Um, yeah, this is the thing because I mean, when you watch it back, he he said that he would he left because he was getting subbed after 60, 70 minutes. Okay, that's fine. But then when you score against Sunderland, when you know you've been there and you know how much it means to people, to to sort of laugh. Laugh at the fact. I know you can. You know, I'm not saying you shouldn't celebrate, but to laugh it off, it was like, well, that seemed there was something a bit like I'm too good to be in a relegation battle for me. Yeah. That's how it struck me. Um, and it, sort of, well. it put me off a little bit, and to be fair, because he's a good player. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, even, and then obviously fast forward into the end, and then you watch, you know, seeing Honeyman like visibly, you know, upset because yeah. he's a fan and. um but yeah, obviously, it would have been interesting if it carried on to this season for sure. Um, Not for us. <laughs> but yeah, as long as you stop right, you sort of uh, the first whistle when we play you, then because obviously, yeah, you can imagine how those fans how they would feel as soon as that penalty went in for Charlton. A lot of people would have thinking, 
here we go again sort of thing. But, you know, obviously it's nice to see that you're doing well now. Um, obviously, hopefully not too well if it's, <laughs> if we're if we're still involved in May. But um, but I've got a bad feeling it might be us two in a final again, I think. Nah, I've oh, got a really oh, bad feeling. No. Don't say that. Please, but, what, what, but what we'll do is we'll just get Clive Mendonca out of the factory in this end <laughs> and he'll come and play for us again. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, just remembering that, I was I was 12. No, yeah, I was 11. I w- actually, I was 11 because I was born in September 86 and it was 98. So I would have been ju- yeah. just before I was 12. And I, I was in Thailand. Um, we we got beat 4-0 off Redden. Um yeah away from home and my dad said I booked a holiday away to Thailand because I want to take the family away the season's finished by that point we're not going to get promoted we're not going to get near the playoffs we were about 17th or something at this point mm. and then we just went on this unreal run where just no one could touch us and it was just the best times and we ended up getting to the playoff final and my dad was contemplating just like not bothering going to the the Thailand, not going off the holiday, and eventually we decided <laughs> just to do it. And well, you know, we'll just we'll just go, and we watched it, and it was. I think the kickoff would have been about ten o'clock at night or something. Yeah. And so by the time the game finished, it was like two or three in Thailand. That was eleven, and I had my full strip on, and I still remember the moment that Mickey Gray missed it, and and they're just. I don't think I've ever been so sad and drained and awful. I. Yeah. I would never be able to handle anything like that again. <laughs> never, ever. If it was against us again, wouldn't it? Imagine. Oh, never. Sasa Illich. Oh. Sasa Illich. Even when Chris Megan took his penalty and Sasa Illich almost saved it and like tapped it into the bottom corner and just, oh, no. No, never again. Never again. No. <laughs> and we'll just have the automatic promotion. It'll be fine. It'll yeah. be okay. Well, I think like, it'll only be Luton. I think it'll only be Luton who drop off, but they are a very, very good football inside. Um, yeah, Luton, Luton, Schmooten. But yeah, Love I think, you. like you said, I think that game, <laughs> that game, I think even if you lose to us on Saturday, I think with the two games in hand, uh, you know, and you're st- and you still got Luton to play at home. Is it yeah. at home or at Kenilworth? At home, we've got Luton yeah. at home. I still think you're obviously in the driving seat. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the alt max is between you three. I think Barnsley are uh, a very good team in the playoff in to be in the playoffs as well, and they might actually put pressure. I think Barnsley might put more pressure on you than we will. Um, obviously, I hope that we don't. Uh, you know, yeah. I hope we do rather. Um, but Barnsley are a good little team as well. So, yeah, and Doncaster were, are flying were, up now as well. They were impressive at the stadium. Uh, we went three 0 up in like half an hour, scored three goals in ten minutes, but. Barnsley pulled to you back. And I would say Charlton and Barnsley have been the best teams we've had at the stadium this season. Obviously, we're having at Portsmouth and Luton, so I can't, I guess you kind of expect it, but mm-hmm. it was definitely a difference. But I suppose then, just to kind of finish off, um, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember what your prediction was at the start of the season. I'm sure you said we'd win. but um, yeah, I think so. I, I might have actually said 3-1 or something. You were close. Mm. What do you think for this Saturday? I'm going to go for a Desmond. A 2-2? Mm. I think there's Ooh. goals that I think we're missing cap- yeah. our captain. Um, I don't know. I think you know, I, I think your your midfield might have have the edge on us. I think a little bit, but I think we'll give as good as we get. I I, I don't see us winning, but I don't really see us because we always step up for these games. It's the games against like the Rochdales and the Coventries that we don't turn up for. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I think we'll get a, a solid point. So, I'm going to go for a 2-2. Two, two. I think this is a first, but I think I'm going to agree with you. I think I'll go 2-2 two, two as well. And I'd take 2-2. Two, two. Um, just don't get beat. Yeah. Um, so we just, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a word with Jack Ross and Lee Bowie. Say, let's call it 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, just call it 2-2. Two, two, and if you can let Nathan and Graham know so they can put a lot of money on it. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but, I mean, but I think both managers, I mean, Bo won't go out to draw a game at home. No way. He'll probably go out to win it. Same and with I'm Jack. Sure, I think yeah. Jack will as well. I think, you know, it's more like you say, it's more or less a free, not a free punt, but you've still got two games in hand, really. Um, who are those two games in hand against again? Blackpool you know? at home and Accrington Stanley away. See, yeah. So they are winnable, winnable games. games. Yeah. So, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I can't, uh, yeah, I don't think, I have a team are going to get better. It's not going to be like a three 0 or anything. I think it'll be. No, I don't think it'll so. be. Have, that's why I think there'll be a lot of goals. I think it'll be. You, I think it'll be quite a fast game, um, and I think it'll be quite a quite a good game. Cue yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cue the nil nil. Yeah. <laughs> and that two defensive teams frightened of getting beat for the once in the entire season. Yeah. But um, thanks for coming on again, Nathan. It's, um, no it's actually been good catching up based on. Again, how many things have changed in five months of football? But um, I, I do hope you have a really bad Saturday. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I would fucking hate if we end up playing you in the playoff final. That would be my worst nightmare because I just, no, fuck that. Um, not a chance. <laughs> but, um, do enjoy the season as best as you can, um, as long as it doesn't affect ours. But um, thanks very much for coming on again, mate. And hopefully you'll enjoy uh, season two of, uh, of uh, Sunderland Till I Die, which apparently is happening. Oh really? Apparently so. This season? Uh, I don't know actually, but it, it, there was a trailer for it somewhere, um, mm. and it does look quite good. But hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't end in a bloody playoff final against. I was going to say, was you on the? Um, was you on that? Because I know that the Roka report was on the actual uh, one of the episodes, but I can't remember because yeah, it's season eight. Up, yeah, because we we got the first interview with Stuart Donald, but that that was Connor. Who got it? Um, I'm not sure why, because I'm considerably better looking. Um, but you know, I nonetheless, you had a face for radio, anyway. Well, apparently so. <laughs> but um, Con- Connor has more of a face for radio show. <laughs> Didn't have the designer stubble like me and Martin Bain do, you see? But oh, right, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but enjoy it as long as it doesn't happen to be a, a player final against Charlton where you bloody win. Because, like I say, I'm no, you've put the shits up me, and up, you can tell. <laughs> um, but thanks for coming on, mate, and, and no look way. after yourself. All right, happy new year. You too, pal. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bud. Bye bye. So that was the end of whatever number episode it was. I had no idea. Um, but yeah, it was nice to have Nathan back on. I actually really enjoyed speaking to Nathan at the start of the season. Um, and we've sort of stayed in touch. You know, we don't speak every day, don't get me wrong, but um, we've stayed in touch over the season, obviously. I still follow him on, on Twitter and whatnot. He's a really, really good lad. Really, really good lad. Um, really, really good knowledge of football and, and a, a good laugh. Um, actually, someone I have a lot of respect for when it comes to to stuff. And I, I really wanted to make sure that when we played Charlton, it was him that I got on again. Sometimes I'll, I'll try and look for someone that we haven't had on in the past. But uh, I, I really, really enjoy uh, chatting to Nathan. I think he's got a really good knowledge and if you wanted to follow him on twitter which i'd, I'd recommend like i say he knows his stuff it's um under at underscore nam 11 uh nam is in uh n-a-m i'm trying to think of the phonetic alphabet um 
but I, I can't think of it. Doesn't matter. But yeah, um, enjoy Saturday. Uh, yesterday was great. Uh, win is a win is a win, but it's nice when you've got the best part of like what eight thousand of us almost. Um, have a good new year. I think I might have mentioned for you to have a good new year last time we spoke. Um, thanks for listening to it as always. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Anything I can improve on, you know, let me know. I try to take on the constructive criticism as best as I can. Um, and you might have noticed I've tried my very best not to say the word mate as best as possible, but now and again it's sneaked in ever so slightly. So do forgive me for that. I'll try my best not to do it too much next time. Um, enjoy Saturday. Enjoy hopefully another three points or one. You know, I'll take one if I'm honest. And uh, let's keep onwards and upwards. And hopefully by the next time I spoke to you, Josh Madge signed a 25 year contract. Brilliant. Have a good one. Bye bye. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.